Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What a great time to be alive. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to have been alive during the book of Acts? I mean, when those signs and the wonders were flowing like crazy, and they were living under a terrible Roman occupation, and so the persecution was on all sides, yet the power of God was flowing like water. And this is going to be better than that. And I have news for you in case you haven't heard. It's too late. It's far too late to stop this thing. It's already been released from heaven. The assignments to angels have already been given. It's too late. What a great time to be alive. Hallelujah. We get to war the spirit. And then we're going to see stuff in the natural. Right now we're doing more war in the spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I, I, let's try and get down. Let's go read some more news. Let me check, let me check news again. Come here. Oh, what was me? I got some different news for you. We got some good news right here. Whose report are you going to believe? See? Whose report? I believe it's too late. I believe it's far too late. I believe the devil is already lost. I believe God has won. The revival's coming now. He told us again and again, don't focus on the election, focus on revival. Now don't get me wrong, we take the election serious and we're doing warfare there too, but he said again and again, focus on the revival. Now say it with me. Revival changes the nation. Not the nation producing revival. One more time. Revival changes the nation. And we're part of the revival. Amen. Amen. Thank you all for coming. <laughs> all right. All right. We're going to do a little quick review. I just know part of what's going to happen. I don't know the rest of what's going to happen. And I'm getting okay with that better and better all the time. So uh, you can open up to Nehemiah chapter 4. I know we're going to read a little bit out of there. <clears throat> and I'm going to read a little bit from Ezra. You don't have to go there unless you want to. It's a book right before Nehemiah. Uh, page uh, 712 in your Bibles. I don't know what it is on an iPhone. But anyway. <laughs> now see what's happening here. The, the time of the judgment, the 70-year judgment that Israel was un- under was coming to an end. And uh, God had spoken to this King Cyrus through the prophet Isaiah hundreds of years before King Cyrus was ever born and told him exactly what he was going to do. I find that very interesting that the Lord knows ahead of time. How many of you know he knew your name before you were born? You know, he, he had a plan for you before you were born. I'm excited to be alive in such a time as this. Hallelujah. So... Ezra, so anyway, the time of the 70 years has come to an end. Uh, God is about to use this King Cyrus, which I just got to throw this in. This is a non-Jew. King Cyrus is a not what we would call a believer. He is not, he might have been a little rough around the edges. You might not have approved of his speech. You might not have approved of his diet. Uh, There's a lot of things about King Cyrus you would have said, bad. <laughs> you don't get to pick. God chooses. God chose Cyrus hundreds of years before he was even born. 
So God chooses who he uses. That's, that rhymes. God chooses who he uses. Anyway, I'm not saying that's the title, but anyway. <laughs> God chooses. He chose this king. So in, in Ezra, if you want to read, I'm just chapter 1, verse 1, just a few verses here. So now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord might be, excuse me, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah, that's the prophet Jeremiah, might be fulfilled. Well, what did he say? Seventy years. And they're coming to the end of that seventy years. The Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and put it also in writing, saying, Thus saith Cyrus, king of Persia, The Lord God of heaven hath given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he hath charged me, the Lord hath charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem. Who is there among you of all this his people? His God be with him. And let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Now notice, what's the purpose? And build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is the God, which is in Jerusalem. And we could go on and read more and more. I just wanted you to see the proclamation. And this King Cyrus, when he sent them back, to rebuild the walls. Now, the walls had been broken down. There was big breaches in the wall. The gates had been burned. The, now, this is important. The original stones of the wall were buried in rubble. Yet, they're supposed to use the original stones to rebuild the wall. Now, what does that represent? Oh, we could go to the Psalms right now. And it says, don't move the ancient land- landmarks. We could go to where it says, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous do? What's happened? Well, the walls have been broken down. Israel has been judged, and it's been 70 years. But now the time of God's favor has come back. It is time to reestablish the foundations. It is time to rebuild the walls of the house of God. And if you don't mind, we're going to use the original stones. And we may have to dig down through all this rubble. We read that last week. It said, there's so much rubble. Well, we've been, all of us connected with the prayer center that's been praying the mysteries all of these years. We've been digging down through 2,000 years of rubble, if you'll allow me. False religion, false doctrine, human, human ideas mixed in with the pure truth of God. Digging down, digging down. Oh, there's another foundation stone. And then we'll find another one, then another one. And we've been finding those foundations, the original walls, the original stones to reestablish the house of God, the perimeter, for years. Now it's time we're building that wall up. We're built, reestablish the house of God. I was thinking this morning, praying, just thinking, what if we had some Jesus meetings? Come on now. What if we had church the way Jesus had church? See, I don't think if he walked into most of most of the services and probably including ours now in America today, he go, well, when when's the healing started? There's there's I'm not picking on anybody. Jesus might go. There's three people over here aren't speaking with tongues. When are they going to get baptized? Start speaking with time. Uh, The Holy Spirit's given a word right over here that needs to be given in a tongue. And over here, somebody needs to interpret. What about some Jesus meetings? 
We're not, they may, that's why we do those confessions. They may come in on wheelchairs and stretchers and dragging bladder bottles behind them. I know they don't use those nowadays, but anyway, good image. <laughs> and all we do with those is hang them on the wall after they leave out whole as a testament. Not, not the people, the bladder bottles. <laughs> We're not going to hang no people on no walls. You got that? Okay. <laughs> but like they did, you know, you know, wheelchairs and, Crutches and canes and all this stuff hanging on the wall. See? Trophies. What about Jesus meetings? I don't know what the worship was like at a, I tried to picture, what would a Jesus, what if I got to go to one that he had? I don't know what the worship was like. I'm pretty sure they didn't have instruments. I don't, maybe they did. I don't know what they had. But I know this, once he started to speak, this is part of a Jesus meeting. Pure truth. Every Word. Pure truth. Well, we've been trying our best to do that. Here recently, Bronx says, he says, you know, I'm kind of glad that there's not a whole lot of tapes of me from 30 years ago. <laughs> we've all had to grow up. We've all had to change. I, how many times have you heard me say, I'm sure glad there wasn't any tapes of me teaching Bible studies in the 80s? Dear Lord. You know? Thank God for Pastor Dave, who taught us how to meditate the Word of God in whole images, who taught us how to assimilate the the books, who taught us how to pray the mysteries in the Holy Ghost, who taught us how to even push away from the table once a while, do some fasting, you know, and worship. And thank God for Pastor Dave helping getting us on this path to dig down through the rubble, find the original stone so we can rebuild the wall in this generation. Boy, that's good stuff right there. That is good stuff. I thank God for it. So the type and shadow here is perfect to me. The king, like him or not, <laughs> well, his language is foul. God chose him. Yeah, but, yeah, but, anyway, I'm not going to, you know what I'm getting at. The proclamation has been made. It's time to rebuild the house of God. Time to rebuild the walls. So they go and they begin. Well, guess what? We saw this last week. There's a whole bunch of guys, Sanballat, Tobiah, and a couple of others. That's the enemy. They don't like it. They don't want the walls rebuilt. They they don't want God back in the land. They don't want His law back in the land. Hey, for 70 years, we've been doing whatever we want to be doing. And you're going to rebuild the walls? And they actually conspire to attack them in the night. But these people that lived around them, that's a type of the Holy Ghost. By the way, the Holy Ghost revealed the plan of the enemy. So they were ready. Okay? So we're going to pick it up where we left it off last week. You'll remember this verse if you heard it. If you didn't, it's available for free. So let me find it. Yep. Hang on. And we'll pick it up here in Nehemiah 4. Nehemiah chapter 4. They're rebuilding the wall. They have just found out that the enemy's planning an attack. A sneak attack. Holy, the people around them told them, but in our case, it's the Holy Ghost letting us know. Or you can read the news and find out. (laughs) If you don't know by now, the church is under attack. I don't know what rock you're living under. But anyway, so Nehemiah chapter 4, let's pick it up in verse uh, 14. You'll remember this. And I looked, and I rose up, and I said unto the nobles and to the rulers... And to the rest of the people, be not 
ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible. And fight, fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. Don't take it lying down. Fight, church. He hadn't been preparing us for 25 years to lay down, give it up, roll over, play dead. Fight! Gary, you're saying it loud. I know. Fight! I feel like to help you, I ought to come punch each of you right in the mouth. So you know what it tastes like, what it feels like to get hit. Most people I know have never even been in one fight. I have. (laughs) Me too, I heard that. (laughs) I know what it's like to get hit in the mouth. You know, Mike Tyson says, everybody has a plan until I hit them in the mouth. Well, I've been in fights, and usually I'm the smaller guy. I know what it's like to get hit again and again, and get back up again and again. I didn't win them all. I didn't run from any of them either. Okay? Because I knew if I did, my the, fight, the, the whooping I would get at home from O.R. would be worse than that fight. I'm more scared of Daddy than him. <laughs> my dad loved me. I don't ever mean to imply otherwise. My dad did a lot of good for me. Let's read that verse again. I'll try and calm down just a little. See, I, I know it's about revival, and I know it's not really about America. I know that. He said that again and again. Don't lose focus. i got to tell you, I love America. I love America. America is unique among the nations where a people can vote for their leaders. You know how rare that is? How rare that is? And to have that light, that ability just taken away off the earth, which is exactly what the enemy wants. To have that taken away and make this into another socialist nation. I'll fight to my dying breath. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm focused on revival. I've read prophecies. Trust me, I know what he's talking about. But he also said, pray for our president. He also said, make intercession for this country. He also said, pray. Pray that righteousness prevail. So, that's all I'm saying about that. I'm going to read this verse. I promised I would. Verse 14. (laughs) I'm trying. And I looked and I rose up and I said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not you afraid of them. Yes, sir. i got to warn somebody. Stop watching the news. Stop it. You're, You're swallowing the poison pill. They did a survey within the last few years. Over 90% of all news media leans way left. Okay? Everything you hear is going to be slanted in that direction. Get your news from here. Get your news in prayer. Find out what your part is and do that. Don't be swallowing the poison pill. Bronx said he tried it for just a few minutes. He said, I had to just see what they're saying. I, he, I'm, I'm just saying it because Bronx said it publicly. He said, I just put it on for a few minutes. And I could feel the poison going in me. Yeah. I can too. That's why I don't do it. Okay. Be not afraid of them. The more you listen, the more afraid you'll be. The more you listen, the more conv- their propaganda will start swaying you. Why do you think... World War II, they had 
well, I can't think of that lady's name. Uh, anyway, they would have broadcasts come over to the American troops from this from the enemy. And why do you resist? You know, you don't have a chance. You might as well surrender. Why do you stay away from your wife? Just give up. We'll get you back to your families at home. Just anything and everything trying, propaganda, trying to reduce the resolve of our soldiers. And the more you listen to that, the more it's going to damage your resolve. Hmm. Garbage in, garbage out. Tokyo Rose. <laughs> I think there was another one or two also. But anyway, that's yes, Tokyo Rose. Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible. Who's on your side? See, who's on our side? You've got to remember that. You think, that, you think there's something that ain't nothing? My daddy's bigger than your daddy. All right, starting in verse 15, let's go on then. Now, in my Bible, there's a little subheading that's not Scripture. It says, rebuilding the wall. They're actually rebuilding the wall now. Okay? The enemy threatened them. That the threat was revealed. Now they're going to rebuild the wall, but they're going to do it in a way that they weren't planning on before. We may have to alter some of our plans from what we were planning before. So, verse 15, And it came to pass, when our enemies heard that it was known unto us, in other words, God exposed their plan, and God had brought their counsel to nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm going <laughs> to... My daddy's bigger than your daddy. That we returned all of us to the wall, every one unto his work. Now listen, every one of us has got a part to play in this. Every one of us. Right now, part of it, the big part of it, is coming to prayer. And if you come to prayer, if you can, come. If you can't, join at home. But that you've got a part to play. So everyone unto his work, verse 16, And it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work, and the other half of them held the spears, the shields, and the bows, and the habergeons. I don't know what that is, but I bet it was scary. <laughs> Some kind of weapon. And the rulers were all behind all the house of Judah. They which builded on the wall... And they that bear burdens with those that laid it. This is the verse. Now get this. Every one with one of his hands wrought in the work. And with the other hand held a weapon. Now if some of them had to be masons. Because it's a stone wall, right? Somebody up there had to be masons. Somebody had a trowel. You know what I mean? A trowel that you'd... Put mortar in with. And so I'm trying to picture these guys because I've done I've done stonework, I've done brickwork, block work. So I know what it is. You know, you you got one guy. So what they've got going on here? One guy is bringing up the rocks, bringing up the stones. He's the bearing the burden. Okay. Then you got the other, place it in the wall. Then you got a mason here who's putting the mortar in. With, but he's got a trowel in one hand and a sword in the other. So on one hand, he's building the wall. And on the other hand, he's got a sword ready. Isn't that right? Boy, I was just mad. I was just thinking about that. I had that image in me. And I heard this verse. Maybe you've heard it before. How do you build? See. But you, beloved, building up yourselves 
on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Then I heard Ephesians 6, right there, where he starts talking about the offensive part after the helmet of salvation. Taking the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Whoop, and what's the other part? And praying, making prayer and supplication in the Spirit. Oh my God. It's, you got both of them right there. You got prayer in one hand. The Word of God in the other, let's build. Let's build. Yes, sir. So let's, we're going to use the sword right now. The sword is not the shield. We've been through this, but just in case, for years, I thought I'd got the sword and the shield all mixed up. The shield is what Jesus used when he was under attack by the devil. The shield is what you use to quench every fiery dart. So we have record when Jesus was attacked by the devil in the wilderness. We know at least three of those darts, three of those arrows. And every time that the, that the enemy would shoot a flaming arrow dart at Jesus, he would use the shield. It is written. And he would quote a scripture. It is written. And he would quote a scripture. It is written. And he'd quote a scripture. That's the shield. That's not the sword of the Spirit. Because the sword of the Spirit is what you use when you go on the offense, not on the defense. Well, what's the sword of the Spirit then, Brother Gary? The only example we have is Jesus in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Once he overcame in the wilderness, and he goes out to set the captives free, what does he use? He doesn't stand there and quote verses. He goes and he issues commands like a general. Take up thy bed and walk. Thy sins be forgiven thee. Woman, thou art loose from thy infirmity. His lips become literally the lips of God. Because he is so in line with the will of God. The will of God and his mouth are aligned. And when Jesus speaks on earth, it is God speaking on earth. And he's not doing it because he's the second member of the Godhead. He laid that down. He's doing it as Jesus of Nazareth anointed with the Holy Ghost. Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. It does not say how God anointed His Son, the second member of the Godhead. It specifically says Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth. (laughs) So we know for sure He's talking about the man, Jesus. Now, I know He's God. You write me letters, i got a round file for Him. But I know He's God. (laughs) Okay. But He's not doing anything. If He does anything as God, He's not our prototype. No. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of who? It's not God putting that stuff on people, it's the devil. And how would he do it? He would go in and he'd speak. That's the sword of the Spirit. He'd speak the very mind of God, and when he spoke, his lips became God's lips. And the Holy Spirit enforced everything. Dear God, we're moving right in that direction. And we're told to move in that direction, but we're we're not told to do it till we have the armor on. Better get that armor on. Put on that belt of truth. You better have on that breastplate of righteousness. Now that's not knowing about righteousness. That's living righteousness. Better have on those sandals of peace. I'm calling them now the your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. I call them now the sandals of peace. Because he's trying to draw an analogy with the Roman soldier, and they had those really good sandals, or you, you, when you stood to fight, you don't slip back. 
Well, that's why you stay in peace. That's how you do that. You stay at peace. You better learn how to not worry. Hmm. How about the helmet of salvation? When you finally start thinking that you're saved. (laughs) When you finally start agreeing, I really am his son. He really did give me authority. I really don't have to sin anymore. Devils bow when I speak in his name. Cancer runs like a scalded dog. Amen? Amen? Then, now you're ready. Taking the sword of the Spirit, same way Jesus did, go forth and speak. Watch the Holy Spirit move. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. My transparency helps a lot of people. This week, as most of you know, I've been spending so much time with my mother which it's no coincidence that she got attacked during this season hard in her back. I love my mother, you know, but it's no, you know. And uh, there's been all kinds of attacks in the body. If, you know, I could tell you about a lot of things, but a lot of it's confidential. And, uh, but anyway, lots of attacks. No wonder that word now, I know even better why that word came through Pastor Bronk about don't even receive the evidence of your own body. This is an attack. So I have not been able, I have rebuked, I have used the name, I have, I have scolded that devil, I have, of course I do everything for mom that she needs, you know, I push, you know, put pain reliever cream on it and give her Tylenol and cook her food and talk to her and, you know, all of that. But listen, anybody can do that. But now, what I'm getting at is, yes sir, when I speak, why doesn't that pain go? That's why I was, oh boy. I was asking the Lord about it. I said, now what would you do? He said, same thing I did with Peter's mother. I'd rebuke it, it would go. I said, how come it didn't go when I rebuke it? It's because of your unbelief. This kind cometh not out but by prayer and fasting. Why do you think the Lord gave us the 2020 blueprint. Everything about that blueprint has to do with the ground, not the seed. The Word of God, the seed, and even Christ in you is perfect. You can't do anything to alter that. Nothing can alter the seed, the Word of God. It's pure, it's perfect, it always will be perfect. That's not the issue. God is not the issue. His Word is not the issue. How much fruit comes forth has everything to do with the ground. Why do you think he said at the beginning of this year, complete the purging process? What purging? If you go look at the four types of ground in Matthew, excuse me, well, Mark 4, Matthew 13. If you look at the four kinds of ground, there's all kinds of problems with that ground. If you don't understand it, you're already messed up. You won't even act on it at all. The the devil comes immediately to take away the word if you don't understand it. If you do understand it, you start to act on it, and then there comes any persecution of any kind. Persecution or affliction of any kind. Whoops. You turn away. And the word doesn't bear fruit. So that's... Then he, talk, he talks about thorny ground. He talks about stony ground, where the cares of this world, the lusts of other things, the deceitfulness of riches. Can I just say distractions? That's what this is with my mother. 
It's a distraction. There's things in, uh, there's other things going on right now with other people and other ministries. That's probably the as bad as 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 much and as severe as I've, as I've ever seen it. Why? Distractions. Distractions. So he's been dealing with me about. It's still got to do with the ground, son. There's still things in you that's got to be purged. Do you remember the blueprint? Complete the purging process. Complete it. Because he says, what would I do? I'd do the same thing I did, and I'll do the same thing through you when you believe it. Remember that time he walked through the wall right over there between those two speakers? I, I saw him. I don't, know if, I don't think any of you did. He walked right over here and just put his finger right on my Bible and said, I want to be believed. I want to be believed. So it's still about our unbelief. It's still dealing with the ground. Back to it. All right. Get in those down. That was free. There's no extra charge for that. <laughs> we're, see, the real re, the revival, and he says we're close now. Don't, don't, be, don't be, we're close. This revival that's coming has so much to do with his presence. Don't leave out worship during your time. I'm learning so much about that so quick now. But he said his presence is going to be so thick in here. You're going to have trouble even leaving the building. I, I, I want to see that glory cloud like they saw at Azusa Street. When you walk through it, you can see it swirl. <laughs> Give me some of that. I'd be glad when the fire trucks show up outside the prayer center. Do you know that happened again and again at Azusa Street? Of course, they had horse-drawn you know, horse things that brought the fire your water then. But maybe it might have had. I don't know. But anyway, they, they, they would, they'd call in fire. They'd see flames coming off the top of the building. But it wasn't natural fire. Holy fire. God, give us some of that. I'm going to say it again. What a great time to be alive! God, I'm glad I wasn't born during the dark ages. Glad I was born in a time. I, I'm telling you, say it with me again. This is review. I was born for such a time as this. I have been trained for such a time as this. I know how to pray in the Spirit. And I know how to use the sword. The sword of the Spirit. When I speak... Stuff happens. <laughs> All right, so let's obey the Lord and speak just for a moment. I'm going to lead you in this confession. These are the special confessions. Gary, you're not still saying them, are you? Every day. Every day. Sometimes Mama's up, sometimes she's not. And if she's up, she tries to say them with me. But I'm going to say them every day until he tells us not to. He said, don't stop the confessions. Do you remember that? Don't speak, don't speak opposing to them. So, I'm going to lead you this time. Say, Father, I present myself to you as one who is willing to make up the hedge and stand in the gap before you. Stand in the gap. You understand that? There was breaches in the wall. We are going to get back to Nehemiah. I haven't forgotten. I just hit me, though. Stand in the gap. That's what he's talking about. All right. 
and stand in the gap before you on behalf of this election. I come against a spirit of confusion that would want to impact the way the way that the votes are counted. I declare the spirit of confusion bound in Jesus' name. According to the power and authority given to me by God. In the name of Jesus. I speak to you, spirit of confusion. And I command that you silence your tongue. And cease your actions. You will not have an impact on this election. I come against every principality, every power, every ruler of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness that would present a stronghold against the man God knows should be elected. I speak to you and I command you, you spirit of confusion, be cast out now in the name of Jesus. Jesus has given to me the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever I bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever I loose on earth is loosed in heaven. Satan, you and all of your devils are bound concerning this nation and this election. None of your plans for interfering with this election will succeed. I call the Father's will to be accomplished. Jesus has completely and totally defeated you. And all of your principalities, powers and devils, He made an open show of you and triumphed over you for all eternity. He has given to me that same victory. I call you and, I'm sorry, I call you and everything about you and your devils Completely, totally, and thoroughly defeated in this election. Satan, you and your devils have lost. The victory of Christ is known in this election. You cannot think straight to carry out your plans. You speak against other devils. And your house is divided. It cannot stand. It has come to an end. You are thoroughly and utterly defeated. You walk in blindness. And division has filled your camp. Lord, make your words in our mouth like fire. And may the plans of the enemy be like wood. Consumed and devoured by that fire. Set ambushments against all those 
who are trying to interfere with and alter the outcome of this election. May confusion fill their camps. As it did in the camps of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir. May they devastate each other. May their plans and agendas collapse at their feet. Just as you revealed to Elijah the plans of the Syrian army, and just as you did for Nehemiah as they built the wall, expose the plans of the ungodly who are trying to corrupt this election. Father, as heirs of salvation, we ask that angels be dispatched to assist these things to be done. Angels, go to your assignments as the Father directs. Enforce the victories we have spoken this day. And drive back the forces of evil. Father, we offer up prayer in the Spirit. And we ask that the Holy Spirit pray through us. Your perfect will concerning the outcome you desire for this election. Jesus, the government of your kingdom rests upon you. Likewise, I say, the government of this nation rests upon you. May the man the Father wants as our president be elected. May all the votes cast for him be brought to light. And may all the illegal votes be brought to light. Father, this battle is not ours, it is yours. You are with us. Oh God, we praise you. And we worship you. For your mercy endures forever. We praise you for the beauty of your holiness. We praise you for our salvation. We exalt you and glorify you. For the victory in this election. Now let's praise Him with His song. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory, glory! Heart a shield for me Glory and the lifter Feel free to join in Of my head Glory and the lifter of my head Thou, Lord Heart a shield for me Glory, the lifter of my head. One more time, because there's some of you that are facing some strong demonic influences. And I know the power of darkness seems to be camped at your doorstep. But tonight, Jesus Christ is the glory. He's the lifter up of your head. He never shoves your head down. He always comes and picks it up. He wipes off the scars, the battle scars off your face.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Reach out to Him right now. Many there be increased that trouble thee these last days. Many are the demon spirits that rise up against me. That old accuser. Many there be which say of my soul. This is what the devil says to you. There is no help for you in God. But this is what we do. Precious Holy Ghost of God, sustain me. Listen to this. I will not be afraid of ten thousands of demons. Every evil spirit from hell may rise up against me. I will not be afraid of ten thousand. Sing it. to me in my office he said this is a song that's going to take you through to the end time he said it makes no difference how many demons are encamped about you he said I'm going to be the glory and the lifter up of your head so whenever my back's up against the wall here's what I do I cry to the Lord and I know there's people listening to this tape right now in the car wherever you may be just cry out to the Lord and shout because the enemy's going to fall. Sing it, lift your hands and sing it.
great and terrible hallelujah he will fight for us let's finish this little portion here now it's not over yet there's one more aspect that you got to see here we left off with verse 17 they which build it on the wall and they that bear burdens with those that laid it everyone with one of his hands wrought in the work and with the other hand held a weapon for the builders everyone had his sword girded by his side and so builded. But now notice this. He that sounded the trumpet was by me. Does anyone want to take a guess what the Hebrew word for trumpet is? Shofar. At the sound of the shofar, I kept the one with the shofar right by me, Nehemiah says. I kept him with me. I kept him ready. The one with the shofar. And I said unto the nobles and the rulers and to the rest of the people, the work is great and large. Listen, the revival and the saving of this nation is great and large. It's a large work to be done. And we are separated upon the wall one far from another. Hello, Australia. Hello, Brazil. Hello, Germany. Hello, Korea. Hello, Hong Kong. Hello, all around the world. I don't want to leave anybody out, but all of you. (laughs) We may be separated by distance, but in whatever place... Wherever you are, in the Spirit, you're going to hear the sound of the shofar. And when you do, gather together all of us for prayer. Now notice, because our God shall fight for us. Our God shall fight for us. You may be at three in the morning. Here lately, I never know when it's going to happen. I don't literally hear the sound of the shofar. Sometimes I have. That's what it usually sounds like. It's real shh. If they do it right, now when I do it, it's terrible. But when they do it right, I don't always hear it. But boy, it's an alert. It's time to pray. And I, I know all around the world, they may be in, in all those, all of these different countries where they've joined together with us. I mean, the far off places like Canada. <laughs> Deepest, darkest Canada. Alligator-infested places like Florida. Yankee-infested places like Dayton, Ohio. Separated by distance, you know. I don't know which is worse, Yankees or Gators. Anyway, (laughs) which is more scary? 
teasing when you hear the sound of the shofar. I don't care if it's three in the morning. He says, I need you to pray. Something is happening. And he needs the prayers of the saints. And if you don't even know, if you don't know what it is, doesn't matter, just begin praying in other tongues. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what needs to be prayed about and stay there until you get that note of victory or sometimes with me it's more just a release. I just know that, okay, okay. Sometimes you might have a little laughter. I've had that like twice in my life. Some people have it a lot. When you, I gotta read that again. It's so strong in me. And I said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, the work is great and large. See, it's more, it's even bigger than the USA. He, he's wanting a minimum of a billion souls. America's only 300 and some odd million. So this is a worldwide thing he's talking about. Worldwide. The work is great and large. We are separated great distances. One far from another. But in what place thereof you, wherever you are, when you hear the sound of the shofar, resort you thither unto us, and our God shall fight for us. I believe that's, oh my. Now, this week here at the prayer center, if corporate prayer, Wednesday from noon until 10 o'clock. Friday from noon until 10 o'clock. Saturday morning from 7 in the morning until noon. Now, doesn't mean you have to come and stay for the whole time, you know. Some are. But come join, let us, come hither with us. Let's join together if you can. Let's join together. Our God will fight for us. And then even apart from those times. You get that alert in the spirit. What does that mean? You heard the shofar. You heard the shofar. Give him, give him whatever time he needs from you. Just let him pray the perfect prayer through you. Let the Holy Spirit make that intercession. Who knows what's being, what, what's in darkness being brought to light? Who knows what he's doing? He knows what, but he needs the saints to pray. But if we will, it's really not us. Our God. Will fight for us. One last verse. The next verse. So we labored in the work. Half of them held the spears. Now notice. From the rising of the morning. Until the stars appeared. Are we dedicated? Does our life belong to him? Does our life belong to him? Read it again. If you were alive right then rebuilding the wall, you didn't have anything else to do. Now, of course there's got to be babies fed. I'm sure the things have got to be done. Don't, don't get me wrong. But I mean, not you don't feed the baby every minute of every day. And the idea, even while you're feeding the baby, you can be praying in tongues. From the, that's not in there for no reason. From the rising of the sun until the stars appear. Hmm. Hallelujah. I think I feel in that release now. Praise God. Somebody is watching right now. You've not said, well, I've not heard a message anything like that before.
And you're concerned because you're backslidden and you know you're backslidden. Say, I, I, I want to be a part of this. I've, I've given my life too much to the world. I don't, I don't know if he'll even take me back. He'll take you back. I'm one that he took back. I received him as a little boy and then I walked far from God. And many, many years later he came. was drawing me back to himself. And I didn't know either if he'd take me back. My prayer that night was, Lord, I don't know if you'll take me back. But if you will, I promise you, you'll never have to come looking for me again. And he hasn't. Listen to me, backslider. Even the Old Testament, God says, just return to me and confess what you've done. Repent and I will abundantly pardon. Let's pray with every backslider right now. Just, we can all, it won't hurt us to pray this. Father, we love you. Thank you for your mercy. That is new every morning. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. That never loses its power. To forgive us. And to wash us clean. Father we have all sinned. We're so sorry. Lord wash us fresh. In the blood of Jesus. Father we confess our sins before you. Forgive us and make us clean again. Receive us back into your sonship. You'll never have to come looking for us again. Fill us with your spirit fresh. That we may serve you with boldness and power. Thank you Lord for receiving us again. Put us to work rebuilding the wall. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And I don't often feel led to do this, but somebody, you don't know that you've ever been born again. Let's pray that prayer. Listen, Romans chapter 10, you can read it later. It says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, if you believe that, and if you confess with your mouth that He is your Lord, whatever that means, you'll learn as you go along. But you want to give your life to Him. If you'll believe in your heart that he rose from the dead, say with your mouth, he's your Lord, you shall be saved. And it says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. It doesn't matter what you've done. He will forgive you. We're going to pray for you right now. If you really want to, if you want to be saved and know for sure that you will wind up in heaven, we're going to pray with you right now. Just bow your hair, <laughs> bow your hair and your head. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just, it won't hurt us to say this. Say, Father, forgive me. I thank you for your son. I do believe your son was raised from the dead. I know that he shed his blood for me. Thank you, Father, for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Put a new spirit in me. From this day forward, Jesus... You are my Lord. Whatever you say, that's what I do. And I thank you for saving me. Now, there's one more. I want to pray that be filled with the Holy Ghost wherever you are. See, because Peter said that that promise of the Holy Spirit was not only for them on that day. It says for you, for your children, and for all, all that are far off. Well, that includes us here today. So you can just pray this. We'll pray this too. It's good to have a refilling, by the way. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit. 
you spoke through the prophet Joel that in these last days you would pour out your Holy Spirit on all flesh. Peter promised that it was for me too. And Jesus said, if I asked you for the Holy Spirit, you'd give me the Holy Spirit. Father, as your child, I'm asking you now, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me fresh. Fill me to overflowing where my cup runs over and out of my belly flows rivers of living water. And I expect to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives utterance. Yours won't sound like mine. You won't understand it. You're not supposed to. Let's let, let the Holy Spirit, let Him bubble up in you. Let Him begin praying the perfect will of God for you. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And if you want to know more about any of those things, there's so much available to you at Dave Roberson's website. And it's just www.daveroberson.org. You can learn all about salvation, all about being filled with the Holy Ghost and what praying in other tongues will do for you, through you, and to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We are going to have calling in the lost tonight. And uh, it's been wonderful. We thank you for it. Thank This is one of the most important times in history, says your Lord. It is a time of great uproar and a time of upheaval, which always comes in a time of transition. But know this. Consider this to be your finest hour. Consider this to be a time to be treasured and not to be despised. Give me your best in this day, says the Lord, and I will most certainly give you my best. And you shall see the glory of God manifested as you have asked. For I will not fail you, says the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Consider this a treasure. Say it with me. What a great time to be alive. I was born for such a time as this. And I have been trained for such a time as this. The best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. 